Welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we are speaking with Andrew Fishtail Fisher. Andrew's uh, well known as uh, a V8 racing car driver. I saw him on the telly at uh, Bathurst uh, last year and uh, he gets around with a big Jesus suit. He's got a uh, the Jesus All About Life logo on his, uh, his vehicles that he drives around and it's a real privilege to have him on History Makers. Welcome to the show. Thanks Matt. Yeah, it's great to be on. Now whereabouts are you based at the moment? Uh, yeah, well, we live down just on the south coast um, of New South Wales, so just outside of Sydney, in between the Sydney and Wollongong region. And um, so, yeah, it's a beautiful little spot, very coastal and, um, uh, you know, just a lovely spot, very quiet. I was in Sydney for about 17 years and um, just, uh, as I said, normally say, I escaped from Sydney and just got down to just a beautiful part of uh, the country. Fantastic. Now, I'm always curious to know people's upbringings and their, their family stories. So tell us, what, what was family life for you growing up? Oh, look, my life uh, from a young age, um, you know, I was involved in the church. My parents, um, you know, were, uh, from a, were from a Baptist denomination and uh, I was born and bred underneath a pew at a Baptist church. And, um, you know, it's just growing up, you sort of, you know, don't think uh, that's a you know, fortunate thing because you get dragged along to, you know, Sunday school and church and youth group and boys brigade and the like but um you know as i've you know matured in life i've realized what a fantastic and wonderful foundation um you know that's given me a privilege that you know um uh, not everybody gets and um you know so um you know it was uh, upbringing i guess you know i was the fourth child in um uh, in the family uh, of four children so i'm the baby as, as my brothers and sisters will constantly remind me um and um yeah, you know, they paved the way in many ways, as, as your older siblings do. And um, but we're a pretty competitive family. We uh, were very much into football. I played AFL. I grew up in Canberra and played um, AFL and played that to a fairly competitive level into uh, first grade in that region. And um, as did my brothers and uh, and that sort of stuff. My older brother was a particularly good sports person who ended up going to North Melbourne uh, Football Club and uh, also playing uh, cricket for Australia in the under uh, 19s and. Um, so yeah, it was always fairly competitive, and you always had a fair bit to uh, to live up to. My brother, other brothers, a uh, quite um, uh, well-known singer and um, entertainer. So um, yeah, yeah, it's just um, yeah, everyday life for us was just getting out there and having fun, and and you know, really being encouraged by our parents to uh, to you know achieve the best we can um, with what we've got in life. Okay, now I read an article uh, about you recently, and it just said there, and I quote that you admitted to initially finding church and Christian activities a chore. However, the importance of Jesus really hit you at the age of 16. Uh, yeah, tell us what happened when you were 16. Well, look, I don't think anything happened other than you, other than you, you, know, you start to get a, a, probably a, a wiser perspective on life. Um, you know, at the end of the day, as I said, I mean, I'd been going to church um, since the day I remember. And, and, you know, so it was church. Uh, yeah, we have, we'd have Sunday school, then we'd have church. Um, you know, then we'd have lunch with somebody from church and then, you know, we'd be back in the afternoon and, um, you know, I guess I was brought up in those, in those days where your whole weekend almost revolved around church. You had boys brigade on a Friday night and you had, um, you know, youth groupers you started to get a little bit older and that sort of stuff. And, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, as, as a young person, um, you know, that, that was something that felt like, you know, I was, I had to be there. Um, you know, my father was, uh, you know, fairly, um, uh, intensive disciplinarian, um, if I put it that way. 
um, you know, so yeah, rules were there and we had to behave and, and you know, um, you know, be uh, an example to other people around us. And um, yeah, so it was, it was, you know, one of those things when I look back on my younger years, you know, I, I had, you know, good friends and that sort of stuff at, at church, but it was, you know, I was at church because my parents took me to church. Um, and about 16 years of age, I guess, is when I really think that, um, you know, I started going to church because I, I really wanted to be a church and, um, and you know, started engaging, I guess, with, uh, with my faith more directly with God. And you, uh, you then went on to uh, gain an MBA and you now own a, a management consulting firm. Uh, tell us how that affected you, you know. Did you have to set up goals and dreams because you had that kind of uh, consulting firm? Um, yeah, look, uh, the consulting really uh, came from, from, you know, I'm, I'm a strategist uh, in the way that I think. Um, I started restructuring, like really working in management from 21. I was picked up by General Electric Company and had six or seven, you know, great years with them where they brought me to Sydney and uh, I ended up running their, you know, largest part of their business and then ended up being their marketing manager of their wholesale division at a very young age. And, um, yeah, I was very, um, you know, very privileged to be given that opportunity and, um, I, I guess my skills were in, in being able to, to you know, uh, lay out strategy and, and implement you know, goals and objectives and delivering on them um, as, a, as a, an organisation. And so it really just led into um, restructuring companies for a few years after that. And then in 99, I started my own uh, management consulting firm and um, uh, with a you know, mate of mine. And um, yeah, it's just gone from strength to strength where we, uh, we basically work on you know, strategy, culture, structure, um, you know, within organisations, um, and um, uh, you know, we have a few companies that we've invested in ourselves that um, are under the group now, and um, you know, very, very blessed in, in regards to um, you know, what we've been able to achieve in, in the business side of things. Okay, now let's get down to it. You got into the, uh, the racing uh, at the age of 23, and uh, you currently race in the uh, V8 Yokohama Ute Series, is that right? Yeah, well, it's actually 33, not 23. Oh, okay, there you 23 go. 23 would, uh, would have been heaps easier. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I got in at 33 10 years ago, or just nine, on 10 years this year it be. And, um, yeah, I uh, started just uh, racing in, in, you know, some lower-level categories. And um, and really, I raced in the Daewoo Championship, which was a one-mate championship, then moved on to uh, the MG Championship, which raced for the V8 Supercars, and then the Lotus Championship, which also raced for the Supercars. And... Yeah, really, in 2006, that championship fell over and I was really contemplating, um, you know, whether we would race in 2007 at all, whether I'd hang up the, uh, the helmet and sort of, um, you know, just, uh, you know, do something else. Um, and uh, it was a, at a men's conference I went to that I was just really challenged about, um, uh, you know, how we live out our faith and how avert we are in our faith uh, out there in the community, in the marketplace. You know, it's quite easy to be a Christian when you go to church and there's two other, 200 other Christians there, but, you know, how do we interact on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, with the people that um, that don't go to church? And um, yeah, that really challenged me. It wasn't like I'd ever hidden my faith. I'm a fairly, um, you know, uh, straightforward kind of person and and direct. And so everyone that knows me knows that you know that I'm a Christian. But um, you know, I did have to say to myself, well, you know, I didn't have it tattooed on my on my you know my arm um, or on my forehead or whatever. And um, so I thought, well, why don't I? Uh, why don't we do something about it? And I came home, spoke to my wife, and said, look, you know, I'm thinking of putting John 316 on the on the race car if we go racing next year. And you know, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, or maybe the fish symbol or something like that. And there's actually her that turned around as we uh, as we chatted. She said, well, if you really want to make an impact, why don't you put um, uh, you know the Jesus is all about life um, campaign uh, over the car? Yeah, you know, it's one of those moments in life, Matt, when you sort of think back to when you chose your wife. Thinking, 
Now, did I make the right decision here or not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a challenging thing to have your wife turn around and say, you know, put the name of Jesus all over your car um, and um, you know, step out into a, a marketplace that's come to know you, um, but all of a sudden he's going to be you know, confronted by you know, what you're about to do. Now, some of our listeners mightn't know what the uh, Jesus All About Life campaign is. Tell us what it's all about. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, yeah, look, uh, the Jesus All About Life campaign, it's a primetime media campaign that uh, was actually um, you know, auspiced under the Bible Society of New South Wales. Um, it, it, had run, it had already run sort of uh, in South Australia when we got involved. Um, we were asked as a family to, uh, to help finance some of the ads uh, that were running, that were d- developed, and we, we happily did that because I, I felt that the campaign was very contemporary and, and really, you know, provided an opportunity for people to talk to their neighbours and friends and family about the person of Jesus. And um, uh, so that was kind of, I guess, our link when we... That's why we already knew about it, because um, we'd been sort of been involved at that very early stages. And, uh, yeah, the campaign's now kicked on. It's run in ACT, it's run in Tasmania, it's run in Western Australia and ran last year in New South Wales with 1,700 churches, you know, all combining together to, um, to really just... Um, you know, put the, the, the person of Jesus back on the agenda. Um, you know, it's, a, it's what we call an impact um, you know, program where it's just putting the name of Jesus on television, on billboards, on posters and um, you know, bus dot shelters, a whole range of different uh, means, um, putting the name of Jesus out there and, and really you know, giving Christians the opportunity to, uh, to engage with their family, friends and neighbours about um, you know, their faith. Now, if people haven't seen your V8 Utes or your, your, the cars you race, you know, it's not just a little honk if you love Jesus bumper sticker. It's, it says Jesus all over it. Uh, now, what's it like out on the track, you know, when, you, when you're in the pits or you're talking to the other, other car dri- you know, racing drivers, do they, do they call you the Jesus guy? You know, do you cop a bit yeah. of flack for it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm widely known now as the Jesus guy. That, that's my, um, that's the, the term of endearment that, uh, that I'm, uh, that I'm, you know, referred to in, um, and yeah, look, it's been a, it's been an interesting journey. We've been doing this since 2007, so we're in our fourth year now, and um, you know, it's uh, it, the initial reaction. I mean, race one, uh, first round was ever raced in the V8 Ute series. Now you've got to remember, I'm a marketer by trade, so yeah, that choosing the V8, the Yokohama V8 Ute series was a deliberate tactic for us, um, because you know, if you think about, you know, Utes, the quintessential, you know. Australian, you know, Holden versus Ford, Bogan, V8 Ute um, was a place where people would, the last place people would find, expect to find the name of Jesus would be in amongst that crowd. And um, so we really, you know, bang for my buck, I, I, I focused on the V8 Ute series because I know it's very competitive, it's very robust, it's a lot of, um, you know, you get a lot of panel damage in it. They have a reverse grid race, which means that just um, if you come first, you start 16th um, halfway up the grid uh, the next race, which means it, it creates a lot of overtaking. And it's just a really robust um, series. And so, yeah, if I was going to do it, I wanted to, uh, to do it big. And so um, we, we chose that series. And coming into that series, it was, you know, there was such a, a vast uh, level of reaction from different people, uh, even to the point where in the first race of the first uh, round of the championship, um, uh, a guy deliberately ran into the side of my car going into um, a fast um, turn one at Clipsal with about 135, 140 kilometres an hour through there and the guy just deliberately ran into the side of my car and we got caught up in front of the stewards afterwards and they said, you know, what's going on? And I explained, you know, that I was on the left-hand side, we're going to the left, I was slightly in front. That in racing terms means it's my corner. The idea is for him to pull out of the throttle a bit, pull in behind me and, and you yeah, know, then we follow on down the road and try to 
uh, do it all again. But um, yeah, when they so I said, look, you might want to ask um, him what was going on, and they turned to him and said, well, you know, what were you thinking? He said, well, he's got Jesus on his car. He goes, quite honestly, he goes, I just didn't think he'd be able to go that fast. <laughs> um, you know, and and uh, yeah, I said uh, he actually used a few uh, a few interesting and colourful words which I left out of the uh, of the description of that uh, story. But um, you know, you get the idea that you know, I mean, this guy competing with me thought that I was a Christian thought that I was, uh, you know, I had Jesus on my car, and ultimately that would mean that I, you know, would be too scared to go, uh, you know, fast through um, through turn one. And, um, you know, I politely turned to him and said, look, if you could tell your friends that, you know, um, you know Christians uh, are here to, you know, I'm here to race and I'm, I'm competitive, it'd be good if someone didn't run into me every time we got to a corner, um, that'd be greatly appreciated. And, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, that's, that's the type of reaction. We got a fantastic reaction when we were up at Bathurst, uh, we're you know, going over the top of the mountain up where it's the heartland of um, you know, V8 supercars. Uh, I got a report back from some of our fans up there that um, you know, as I went past in the Jesus Ute, um, you know, the guys up the top of the mountain there would actually bow down to the Jesus Ute as it came past uh, every lap. And uh, <laughs> yeah, great fun, great, great entertaining stuff. And yeah, look, that's what we're there for. We're, we're there to, to make an impact. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're there to actually challenge people's paradigms about, well, you know, who is this person of Jesus and, and who are these Christians? You know, what, what are they doing here? Um, in the Ute series, and yeah, look, I've had some, you know, like I got an email only two weeks ago um, telling us to get out of the Ute series, and how dare we bring, um, you know, our our lie, as I called it, you know, our lie into the Ute series, and you know that I should basically you know, pack up the bags and we should get out, and we've got no right, and um, you know, and, and how, and, and even worse, he said that you hog all the TV coverage, you know, like they give you so much TV coverage, and you know, how dare you come in and do this. Um, you know, to the uh, to to the uh, to motor racing. Um, yeah, and so that's one of the you know, extreme uh, reactions you get from people that don't like it. Um, but then, yeah, on the other side, a lot of guys uh, think that you know it's very positive, and and uh, you know think that if that's my faith and if I'm you know bold enough and courageous enough to uh, put it out there, well then, um, yeah, good on me. Now, I love the way you said that. You know, it's your ministry. You know, some people would say it's a job, and you just have Jesus on your car. But you know, one of my Heroes of the Faith, uh, John Wimber, he, he says, you know, wherever you are, that's what your ministry is. Uh, Absolutely. You, you know, so you're out there ministering. Tell us, uh, is there any positive stories? Is there drivers or spectators that you've been able to impact with the gospel that you could tell us about? Oh, look, I mean, we, we, I mean the, the thing to keep in mind is we, we're an impact ministry, so we're, we're there to challenge people's paradigms, not to necessarily, you know, slay them and convert them on the spot. So we don't give out um, tracks at the racetrack and all that sort of stuff. It's not our... It's not our model of ministry, um, so we're very conscious of the fact that we live amongst the community. But the stories we've got are just extraordinary. Where, where you know, the, the real impact of our ministry comes where, um, you know, I remember first year uh, there was a death at one of the racetracks at uh, the Clipsal Race, and uh, and you know, um, uh, you know, it was actually our second year, sorry, in 2008, and. Um, for whatever reason, or you know, the, the the TV cameras came up and they were looking for someone to talk to about the accident, and I was able to. You know, they came to me for whatever reason, put put it underneath my throat, and say, you know, can you tell us what happened? Um, you know, and so, um, you know, was it, you know, is the track too dangerous? You know, did he make a mistake? You know, like you know, what should be done? They're asking these questions to me as I'm being interviewed, and yeah, you know, and I was able just to say at that point in time, look, you know, let's 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 not get into the blame game. Let's actually think about this person's family. Um, let's pray for their family. Let's pray for them. Uh, you know, let's 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 consider you know their family before we get into this. You know, who's right, who's wrong, who's to blame, and um, and that went national across uh, across Australia in the news. And um, 
you know, only only ten months later, you know, that type of um, influence comes back to you because another big accident at Oran Park at the end of the year, um, and you know, all of a sudden we had people coming to us saying, "Look, can you guys pray for the family? Can you can you you know you know get your network to pray for this guy? You know, he's been badly hurt, and you know their family needs your prayers." And so. Now people start to, if you live amongst a community and in a community and if you're willing to actually to, to stay firm to what you believe, um, you know, it's your integrity, I believe, that starts to shine through and people start to, you know, the one thing I believe, you know, Aussies like, and, uh, you know, really like is people of integrity. The thing that we get let down by is people that don't have integrity. You know, I mean, you, you think about the, um, the Melbourne Storm Football Club, you know, I mean, you know, the, the, the issue, you know, is about integrity, you know. There's people in that club that knew they were cheating. Um, you know, there were people in that club that, that had made deliberate decisions that they thought they could, you know, they had the right to, 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 to not follow the same rules as everybody else. And, you know, they haven't just let themselves down. Um, you know, it's not, it's not about themselves. I mean, you know, like, we all make mistakes. I mean, like, let's face it, none of us are perfect. Um, but it's the actual integrity of that, those decisions that have actually now, you know, really cut to the fabric of, of, of that club and, and that, that, you know, um, competition. Mate, it's really good to, uh, to hear you, you know, raise the bar. You know, we, we need to have uh, integrity on the, in the sport field, on the racetrack, and uh, I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Now, we've got to wrap it up, but uh, I think before we go, we've got to hear the most important message of all. Uh, you uh, you have Jesus all over you. you. You you talk about you've been raised in a church. You, at sixteen, you really begun a relationship with Jesus and believed in Him. There might be people listening now that are thinking, you know what? I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't. Uh, I haven't accepted Him as my Savior, as my Lord. Would Would you speak to those listeners, Andrew, about how they would uh, make that connection with Jesus? Yeah. Look, I think yeah. The 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 wonderful thing is is that you know. Um, Jesus is actually waiting there for all of us to speak to him. Um, you know, in James 5.13, one of my favourite passages, it actually says, yeah, if you've got concerns, then you should pray. There's no qualification. It doesn't say you've got to have been going to church for a period of time or that you've got to be a Baptist or a Catholic or, or whatever other denomination. It doesn't say you've got to be baptised or, or anything. It just says, if you've got concerns, then you should pray. And so my encouragement for people is to, is to always start in prayer. You know, like actually... Pray that God will reveal himself to you. Um, pray that God, this God that's out there, will start to speak to you and will bring people into your life that can actually influence you and engage with you um, about, um, you know, about their faith. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's the Bible, uh, you know, and, and I'd always encourage people to, to, to you know, pick up the Word and, and read the Bible. You know, it's an interesting thing. I was, I was saying the other day to someone, you know, that, that, you know, do you really believe that man landed on the moon? You know, do you ever have any doubts about that? Is there ever any doubts in your mind? They said, well, yeah, of course there is. I said, well, I said, you know, what if I brought Neil Armstrong in front of you and said to you, here's Neil Armstrong, and what if he gave you a personal, you know, testimony about how it felt to go to the moon and all the aspects of going through space and landing the spaceship and landing, stepping on the moon and coming back? I said, do you think that you would then, you know, believe absolutely that, that, that man walked on the moon? I said, well, of course. Of course I would. And I said, well, you know, the person of Jesus has given us that same personal reference about his life and about our, our opportunity to receive eternal life through him. And it just happens to be in the Bible. And he says to us that if we read the Bible, if we read about him, that he'll reveal himself to us in that same personal way as if we actually went and met directly with Neil Armstrong. And so, you know, it's not, it's, it, you've got to take the step. You've got to actually make the effort to actually pick up the word of God and actually start to read it 
and, and talk and engage with some people that have been around for a little while that can actually help you on your journey. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, if people want to go to the website, it's jesusracing.com.au. Absolutely. Uh, mate, you're a history maker out on the racetrack. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. God bless you. Thanks. Bye. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. There you can also find links to Facebook and Twitter, and also you can make a donation if you'd like. Thanks for joining us, and remember, what's the point of getting out of bed if you can't make history? I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.